0: We'll try,
1: yeah, try that again. Let's try that again. Okay. Let's again. Hey, hey guys. Hi. This is Lavetta. And this is Miriam. And this is Notorious Women Podcast, a comedy podcast about some of history's most notorious women. We say See, did we're it. professionals. Listen, That's right. That's right. Only twenty thousand fifty-eleven episodes mm. and mm. we we finally nailed the opening, maybe? Do you ever think about the
0: thousands of dollars you spent on the degree of, oh. in of 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 the performing arts? Do you ever all, think
1: about that? All the time. <laughs> it haunts me. You know, <laughs> one of my dreams is that my my college degree is haunting uh-huh. me, is taunting me. <laughs>
0: I was talking to someone about that. I'm still she was, here. <laughs> she she was she said she got her, so funny. she got her di- diploma, and she thought I could have bought a house.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: and I was like, you could have, you could have bought a house.
1: Yeah, girl. Yeah, mm. yeah I could have had plastic surgery in Korea by now. Okay, it had twenty no. million. <laughs> no.
0: That's I a know, bad that's idea. random. So, no, you could have been, I don't know. Mm. I don't know.
1: If I ever get plastic surgery, I'm definitely going to Korea, not Beverly Hills.
0: Listen, if you ever go to me and say, I'm getting plastic surgery, I'm like, no. We're <laughs> going to Southeast Asia. We're backpacking for three months. We're going to take that money. I have a plan. This is going to be good.
1: I mean, you never know. But if I were ever going to do it, I'm telling you, have you ever seen K-pop dramas or K-pop or any of those people? I mean... I've danced to a lot of K-pop. Yes, ninety-eight percent of famous South Korean artists in the entertainment industry have had uh-huh. plastic surgery. That's how good it okay. is, and okay. it looks very natural. I will say that's that's too much. That's too it's. Much. I mean, listen. Love I. Yourself. I'm just saying. I I agree. Right. I want you to do what makes you happy, as long right. as it's not you know tied to some like weird like self hate kind of.
0: Right, and maybe or, maybe, you get, maybe like go to the therapy and do that stuff, and then when the therapy is like, <laughs> oh, I love myself again, but I'm gonna do this to like enhance, then off to Korea you go. Sure. Yeah, but, it's like
1: it's like yeah. hair color, right? It's like hair color yeah, totally. or bangs, like yeah, you know, just just like, like n- don't do it if you're like don't do it for a man know. or no. a woman
0: or you know, no. right? Don't or, do it for somebody else. Yep. But do it for you all day.
1: But yeah, I'm just
0: saying. With that money, Lovetto, we could travel. Yes, I would be using some of your money to travel. That is <laughs> part of my plan, which I can understand. Maybe you have an opinion about. Yeah,
1: mm. now I see what you're doing. I see what you you think you're slick. <laughs> I think you're slick. <laughs> so see you right you. I see what you're doing. Well, you oh. know what? Before we get into spending any more mm-hmm. money that imaginary money, let's get mm. started. Okay. Because I can spend imaginary money all day. <laughs> you and me both, sister. You and me yeah. both. I think I am first this week. Okay. do. Um, okay, so my for our listeners who may be new, it, if you don't know how this works, uh, because apparently we don't, even though we've been doing this a long time. Um, yeah, it's fine. Just a quick <laughs> explanation. <laughs> Every week we meet up and we tell each other uh, the story of a notorious woman that we either admire or we're like this bitch right here mm-hmm. um, and we don't e- each of us we don't know what the other person is going to say or who the other person is going to cover so it's a surprise and still uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, sometimes um, terrifying okay yes sometimes yeah. like sometimes hilarious because you're like yeah what is it truth is stranger than fiction often you're just I like mean... what
0: that's what I'm learning on this podcast. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're me, both.
1: Okay, so let's get started. So my notorious woman this week is a. I'm so I'm going. I'm taking it old school, like okay, old, you know, like old school. They don't say old. Mm. They say old. Old school. Old school. Old this is school. like. Okay. It's a good job. Old old, old, old school. school. Okay. This is like, AD. This is what oh, I'm talking about. Like A.D. Okay. When you get into dates with A.D., that's old, you, old, old school. Huh. So. is <laughs> nat- lady. Okay. <laughs> well, my notorious woman, and forgive me for the pronunciation, I'm going to butcher it. Uh, I barely have a grasp of the English language. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, so forgive me. Give me some grace. Um, so this week, I am covering a wonderful, like, badass woman. By the name of, okay. All right. Calamote Caebo. mote Caebo. Oh, her. I yeah. may have butchered that, but <laughs> again. Now, my sources today come from Latinarepublic.com, an article uh, from that website in 2020 by Hannah Fontaine. Okay. Um, and it's about historical Guatemalan women. Okay. And uh the Daily Mail, there's an article also by uh Damien Gale in two thousand twelve, um, a Daily Mail article. So those are my major sources and a few others, but those are my uh major sources for this. Now Okay. Calamate so calamate Kaebo is Can also you? AKA. Uh-huh. Uh, you want me to spell it? Yes, please. Okay. Calamate, I believe, is K L. K A L O M T apostrophe E. Okay. Calamate. Kalama- and K Able is K apostrophe A B E L. Okay. K-Able. I don't know. I'll stop. It could be. I With mean, um, I'll say Lady Cable. Lady K Able, right? She was also okay. known as that. Now, she was the queen of the Wok kingdom of the classic period of the Mayan civilization. Okay. She was also referred to as the Holy Snake Lord. Wow. Now, Lady Cable ro- ruled with her husband, Kai Innich Balam. Mm. Okay. Um, and together, they were the most powerful rulers of the Mayan Late Classic period for about 20 years between seven, uh, 672, 672 through 692 AD. Dang! Okay, back
0: in the day.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I was oh, talking right. about old, okay, like old, old, old school. <laughs> um, now, so they, so they rule together. Now, side note, Guatemala. So this would be in modern day Guatemala. Guatemala is full of periods, uh pyramids and uh, ruins from the ancient Mayan civilization, which thrived between two fifty A.D. and nine hundred A.D. Okay. Oh wow, um, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a very long time, and their yeah. civilization, um, the the area extended from modern day Honduras through central me- Mexico. So, oh, okay, yeah. Um, well. So her, so we we don't know a lot about her, but what we do know came from, mostly from um, a an, an archaeological find in 2012. Oh, okay. Now, throughout Mayan history. They've seen her name mentioned throughout different things, but they really didn't know a lot about her. Okay. So in 2012, um, like I said, they discovered her tomb in the royal Mayan city of El Perú, Joaquín, Guatemala, near the border of Belize. Okay. I've always wanted
0: to go snorkeling there. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, I've
1: always wanted to see the the Mayan ruins, and you know, in general. So
0: yes, and then I want to jump back into the ocean. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now, even though she is, they said, "Oh, she's the queen; he's the king." Historians now believe, from this find, that she was actually more powerful than her husband, so she outranked her husband. Yes, yeah, she was. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. So, like I said, prior to the discovery, there are uh, you know a few historical records can, uh, that made references to Kay- to Lady Kaibel both in art and writing as a powerful uh, ruler of a Mayan kingdom. But after this find, when they realized that um, where she was buried, so they now a little bit about what uh, Lady Kaibel and her her king oh, <laughs> her yeah. king uh, ruled. It said that. She historians believe that the community she ruled often battle a a rival uh, kingdom uh, run by King El Zot and his kingdom in Tikal, just south of the border with present uh, with present day Mexico. Okay. So and there they have like well-preserved ruins. So it's believed that uh, Lady Caebo and El Zot fought a lot. So they were. okay. Yeah.
0: That feels right. That feels very human history to me. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, and she, in the written record, she is referred to as both as uh, kalom, ka, Kalumte, which uh-huh. means supreme warrior. Yeah. And ex Khan or Lady Snake Lord. So okay, she had girl. a lot of different. Yeah. And in this tomb, it was filled with like jade jewelry, obsidian, knives, and, and vases inscribed with an image of the Queen's face and inscribed with her name, confirming the identity, and also because of where this tomb was located, it shows her importance. Because um, she was kind of like, they, were, she was buried in a place that they thought that they were surprised at. They thought she'd be buried oh. in another place, but they realized that she was buried separate from other people because she was the queen ruler.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen... That's why you can't stop fighting for women's rights. That's right. Apparently, they understood it in what, 672 AD or (laughs) something, right? Okay. So they knew things.
1: (laughs) They knew things. And what's so interesting about their find is that they found a a, a white alabaster uh, vessel carved as a conch shell with the head and arm of an aged woman, of an older woman. Oh, okay emerging from the opening. So the depiction of her mature with lined with a lined face and strands of hair in front of her hair. um, It's that's even more extraordinary. Like her her age was revered. It wasn't something to cover up and like not like a lot of the European portraits. That's not how those rulers look is how they want it to look. Yeah. Listen,
0: can we get back to this where she was like, yeah, I aged this far. Okay, my hair is gray. Jealous you are. That's what I'm going for. Okay.
1: Now, again, they were surprised to find this tomb um, because she was she was laid to rest at the center of El Peruaca among plazas, palaces, and temples. And now they understand that um, the she was so near a temple. And they understood that you would think she'd be buried like high, separate from people, but she was actually buried with her people. And this oh. th- this position of where she was buried also shows that how important she was. Because, again, they kind of heard of her, but you don't know. And then you think, oh, is she just the wife of, <laughs> right. right?
0: Yeah. No.
1: Um. So and again, she was in the center of a Mayan, uh, like a, a place of worship in a Mayan kingdom, which is the highest level of honor. Um, and so it's now just also another side note, the Mayan kingdom is the only North American civilization with an extensive written and artistic record that oh. has been uh, supported by archaeological materials through the excavations of past centuries. So it's one of the few ones where we can actually find uh, physical and written records as well. It's not just an oral tradition. That mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, they, there's also an image of her uh, on a famous Maya stela, which is a, a freestanding stone that's available to view in the Cleveland Art Museum.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You know, Sal's from Cleveland, so he's going to be like, "See, we have culture,"
1: and I'll yeah. be like, "Yes." I mean, I hope they borrowed it. I hope they didn't just go down. I there and hope and they're, just b- take they're it for and they
0: right. understand that it's not really theirs. You know that kind of thing, yeah.
1: And what's her? What makes her Lady uh, Ka'abul so important? Again, we don't know a lot about her, but I mean, this is remarkable, you know. And I, I, I yeah. think sometimes when you find these women in history, it's their their identity and their place in, in the world is obscured on purpose.
0: Yes, I think so too. I think, I I think more was known. I'm I'm am a conspiracy theorist, like occasionally maybe, but um, but it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, especially after the Europeans uh, came and colonized and then they brought their own, you know, uh, uh, values. They, they brought well, their listen, own value systems.
0: Europeans do not like most people. <laughs> when they conquered, they were basically like, are you a cis white man? And if the answer was no,
1: then you were put back in line. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, and again... Uh, France and England had a hundred year war. So when people are like, mm-hmm. oh, those thugs, they don't know. People, why are we always fighting each other? I'm like, the Europeans really? fought each other for hundreds of years. So yeah. European on
0: European violence is something we should really <laughs> talk about more. <laughs>
1: exactly. This is really sad. Oh, my God. Cause, so that's why I think a lot of times, you know, historical women, particularly, like you say, we're in A.D. Ter- uh, territory, mm-hmm. like. hmm their positions and their power and their uh, um, contributions to civilization mm-hmm. have been obscured on purpose, I think. Uh-huh. And so, you know. We're bringing it back. Exactly. This, this discovery was really, really interesting and, and not surprising mm-hmm. to, I think, most women were like, yeah, that tracks. Uh, but it also suggests that other women could have hel- held a significant position of power during the Mayan rule yeah history has forgotten or been obscured out you know smudged out on purpose. Mhm. It
0: suggests that in that culture for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, it was normal and natural for women to have that level of power yep, okay
1: yep now uh it's again, this is a short one because we don't know a lot about lady Kayebel, but um one of the um One of the scholars that's been following this, a Guatemalan archaeologist by the name of Griselda Perez, says, quote, we had made a lot of discoveries of objects making reference to this queen and now to complete it with her remains is very important, end quote. Because they had heard a little bit about her. It's kind of like, you you know, hieroglyphics and you don't know. But to actually find her tomb was so exciting for uh, the archaeologists and historians, because you actually have physical proof, mm-hmm. which again, a lot of it has been obscured on purpose mm-hmm. to, you know, besmudge the, these women, because it's like, oh, women are not capable, and it's like, oh, yeah. You're also
0: besmudging like- the, the entire culture. mm mm-hmm. the, the idea that they were functioning just fine without you. Yeah. You know, if I look back to, like, how we were taught, how the Americas were were, were created almost... Yep. So and so discovered the country, and then brought people over, and that's why we're here. It's like, oh, the country has been here the whole time. There have been yeah. people here. It it was peopled by massive
1: uh, you, civilizations. So Who've been civilizations. Here for, that's the word. Yep. And so, yeah, it's just you know, again, it this is a very short one this uh, week, but and I love, I'm fascinated by the Lord, uh, Lady Snake Lord. I mean, Lady Snake Lord. Fascinated.
0: Lavetta, I think you should play her in the movie.
1: I don't really like snakes,
0: but uh, I'm not really, I
1: (laughs) I don't really have a phobia of snakes, but I'm like, "Mm, I respect the snake. I just,
0: listen, I just want to be called Lady Snake Lord. That's really it. I don't, I don't need to touch the snake in order for that to happen, I think.
1: Also, this would be a great like like TV series, like yeah. especially her up against the her rival. Yeah, you know, they're like they're like trying to figure out like, uh, you know, they're one upping each other on like the battles like Elzoltz. Mm-hmm. I, I bet he was like,
0: that woman.
1: Right, She's a mighty See, Like foe. I would love
0: to play her, but I think I'm too
1: short. That's just <laughs> like an emotional reaction. Powerful and great things come in small packages. Thanks a lot. Right. So, but that is my notorious woman this week. Uh, again, that is Lady Kaebo, aka Kalamate Kaebo, aka the Holy Snake Lord.
0: Oh my God. Thank you so much for her. I'm so excited <laughs> by her.
1: That's yes. exciting.
0: I, okay. I, yeah. I have a very different person to talk about.
1: Ooh. Okay. Mm-mm.
0: Okay.
1: Difference good? Difference good? D-
0: difference good, right? Mhm. Are you ready? All I'm right. ready.
1: I'm ready. Here we go. Okay.
0: Her name is Susan Atkins. Does she sound familiar?
1: Yeah, Susan Atkins sounds familiar. Is it the Atkins diet or no? It's
0: actually not at all. Okay. <laughs> That's where I would have gone to. Um, so she was born May 7th, 1948 in San Gabriel, California. Oh, Uh, she was like English, Irish, Scottish, German. She was white. She was just white white. with an H. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, She was the second of three children and she grew up in Northern California. Uh, Until she was 13, she and her family lived in a middle class home in San Jose, California. Um, So according to her, her parents, her mother, Jean, and her father Edward were alcoholics. Oh. Um, which is which is sad. Uh her mother died of cancer in 1964. oh, Also sad. Um, and then over the next three years, her family was sort of chaotic. Um, her her they moved around a lot and she ended up leaving home to live independently. Um, she was described by those who knew her as a quiet and self-conscious girl. Uh, She was part of her school's glee club and her local church choir. Um, After her mom died, relatives were asked to help to look after Susan and her two brothers. Um, Her father eventually moved to Los Banos, California, which is like Central California. Okay. With just her and one of her younger brothers is what I read. Okay. Okay. when he found work on the San Luis Dam construction project, he left the kids behind to fend for themselves. So...
1: Oh. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, I guess this the consolation is that if you have a parent that would abandon you in such a way, probably that's not the parent you want around, but damn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But this might get dark, so... Oh, God. Yeah. Um... So she took a job during her junior year in school to support herself and her brother. Um, and her grades went down. She, I mean, it all makes sense. That's not common. Of course. So in December 1966, so she's like 18-ish, she asked two classmates to go to San Francisco with her over the Christmas break. Uh, in 1967, she met a man named Charles Manson.
1: Mm. Oh, I know who this Ask- is. Damn am uh,
0: surprised you didn't jump on this bandwagon earlier. Um, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. Like, Like. yeah. Okay. Let me keep going. I'm gonna keep okay, going to keep going. Okay. No, this is going to so, be good. But this yeah. is, ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So he was playing guitar at the house where she was living with several friends. So um. several weeks later, this house was raided by the police, and she was homeless. But good news: Charles Manson invited her to join his group. That's mm-hmm, nice. Mm. Yeah. They were they were planning on going on a summer road trip in a converted school bus that was painted completely black. Um, creepy, much? Yeah, yeah. He nicknamed her Sadie Mae Glutz he and i guess the, the he had one of his family members uh was the one who made the fake IDs for everyone and so he and manson was like you're cute say to make glutz is your name she later claimed to have believed that charles manson was jesus uh and the the quote manson family it's in quotes cuz it's not like
1: yeah i know what you mean
0: yeah so I, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I always thought, the Manson family was like his family.
1: Yeah, I mean I, that's I part of the lie,
0: right? It's just like the people he convinced to join him in his crazy. Um, and they settled at the Spawn Ranch. Spawn is spelled S P A H N in San Fernando in the San Fernando Valley in Southern California.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: October seventh, nineteen sixty eight. She gave birth to a child. Uh, the father was Bruce White, but Manson called him, hmm, Zezozoze. What? Zizzo Zose Zadfrak Glutz.
1: That's what he named a baby? I can't tell. Either oh, way, it's Lord. bad. Yeah. Stupidity, stupidity will ruin us all. Seriously,
0: say that. A thousand times. Um, so, okay. So, what happened? So, during the summer of 1969, and I do love that song, mm-hmm. uh, Manson and his commune at the ranch, they were attracting the attention of the police because they were suspected of auto theft. Um, and also, there were like a large number of underage runaways, and they were like, huh. Um, so, he was trying to raise money to move away to the desert. So he encouraged drug dealing, which, you know, it's tracks. Um, purportedly, but Miriam, wh- or Mary, what? What? why was he trying to move to the desert? Listen, this is why you don't move to the desert. Because he wanted helter-skelter to mm-hmm. I think you know the answer to the question.
1: <laughs> oh God, this man's so dumb. When you find out like what his actual theory was, you're like, really? So this okay. motherfucker is that dumb? Okay.
0: Yeah, right. yeah. It's I like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, dumb I, honestly, and violent
1: is a terrible combination. Dumb I didn't and violent.
0: know that much about this, so I actually learned quite a lot whilst I researched. Yeah. Um. So. There was a botched drug scam by one of the family members. <laughs> I'll just reiterate for people like me, not actually his family. Um, Charles, quote, Tex Watson. We'll call him Tex because why not? It's there. Uh, led Manson to confront and shoot a man named Bernard Lotsapapa. Papa. Papa.
1: <laughs> that name gets me
0: every time. Lots of Papa, Who was black, by that. the way. Lots of I know. And here's how I know. He thought both. He thought Manson thought two things. He thought he killed Crow. And he also thought Crow was a Black Panther. Like, of course, yeah, he thought he was black. a Black Panther. Because he's, he's Black. black. Yeah. <laughs> All Black people were Black Panthers. Obviously. But also, Black Panthers were not bad. What? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. But to
1: a, a Ronnie Runt, <laughs> who's also a white supremacist <laughs> like Charles Manson... Yeah. Every black person. is like, it's like it's like if he were living uh if he was young today, he'd be like, every black person is in BLM, right? Right? Right.
0: And also BLM is evil. Like it's exactly it's exactly the same thing, like, oh, he's a Black Panther. Cool. He's Stupidity. giving breakfast to school children. That's lovely. Like, oh, he's Stupidity. standing up for his rights. Oh, that's a good thing.
1: Stupidity and violence and racism. Oh, what a sweet package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tied up in a bow. I'm sorry Ugh. to interrupt you, but this, this oh, story no. is like, and it's just good. so you know, I don't know if you listened to Karina Longworth's uh, series about this. It's, I it's did probably it. like four or five years old. It's so great. You must remember this pod. We we love Karina Longworth. Yeah. And she did a great. series. That's how I learned about it because I wouldn't read fucking oh, Charles Manson. No. And she breaks it down. It's really interesting. I'm like, it it- oh, so at the end of it, he's just a dumb, weird, illiterate redneck.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah 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 um i won't go too far into that because we're talking about yeah. susan here susan, but exactly. it's fascinating yeah um so he was neither dead nor black panther <laughs> um that said manson was still like i'm i think the black panthers are gonna come get me for what i just did <laughs> even though the Black Panthers are like, I don't know any of you.
1: Mm. Oh, God. So he was like, we need even
0: more money. Cool. So around this time, someone suggested that the family acquaintance, Gary Hinman, had just inherited a large sum of money. And they were like, let's go get his money. Right. So let's convince him to join us and he'll, you know, invest in our cause, but um on July twenty fifth, nineteen sixty-nine, Susan and um Mary Brunner and Bobby Beausoule were sent to his house. Now Hinman was like, I didn't inherit any money. <laughs> what are you talking about? And Bobby beat him up because I don't think Bobby knew what else to do. That is my guess.
1: Again, stupidity Ew. and violence equals a damn shame. A damn shame. Yes. Um, All right.
0: So, Hinman was still like, but I literally don't have any money. Like, I just don't. Like, I didn't. Like, I don't know where you heard what you heard. So, Manson came in person, swung at his head with a sword. Cool. Of-
1: of course he did.
0: S- sliced his face and cut his ear pretty badly. He then told Susan and Mary to stay behind and tend to his wounds. And they did. Yeah, they're just like, okay, Charlie. cool, cool. I'm sorry, Susan. I'm not sorry, Susan. I'm just kidding. I'm not sorry. Okay. So two days later, after Charles calls again, Bobby had... Okay, Bobby had Hinman sign over the registrations to his cars, um, right? You can have And then he fatally stabbed him. So, like, twice. Okay. Bobby then left a bloody handprint on the wall along with the words political piggy placed there in the hopes of implicating the Black Panthers.
1: Why are they obsessed with the Black Panthers? Because races are obsessed yeah. with black people, and it's like the black fathers are like, why are we in it? Like, what? we got I don't enough Gary. stuff. To- Who is Gary? And we why don't know we these kill white people? <laughs> I I
0: don't think Gary and I would be friends. So <laughs> no, no. Um, but this is I enjoy this part. Bobby was arrested August seventh, which is like two weeks later. Um, 1969, when she was found asleep, get this, in one of Gary's vehicles, he was still wearing the bloodstained clothing that he wore Um. during the crime, and the murder weapon was hidden in the tire well of the car's trunk.
1: (laughs) Stupidity, I'm telling you, man, it's 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 like a Coen Brothers movie. Like we think they make it up, it's like no, 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 they don't.
0: No, they just opened a history book. My God. All right. So this summer gets, you know, as you know, even more interesting. Mm-hmm. So on the eve of August eighth, nineteen sixty-nine, uh, Charles gathered Susan, Linda Casabian, and Patricia Crenwickle, uh, in front of in front of the, the ranch that they all lived in, Spahn's Ranch, and told them to go with Tex and do as they were told, you know. Um I know it's weird that Charles Manson liked to control women like that, right? Um so mm-hmm. so later at Susan's grand jury testament, she had stated that while she was in the car, she told she was she told the group they were going to a home to get money from the people who live there and to kill them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they arrive at Cielo Drive just past midnight on August ninth, nineteen sixty nine. The people in the house were movie actress Sharon Tate, who was eight and a half months pregnant. I mean, this is a very famous thing that happened, but
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I didn't know about it. I mean, I knew of it, but not this level detail. Um, And she was the wife of Roman Polanski, who's a film director. Uh, her friend and former lover, Jay Sebring, who was a celebrity hairstylist and Polanski's friend, I cannot pronounce this guy's name,
1: Wojciech. Frykowski. Probably Frykowski. Frykowski. Yeah, Frykowski. Yeah. And and um a uh, side note, funny fun fact, uh mm-hmm. Seabring is the character people think that the famous movie Hairspray yes. is based is based on him.
0: Oh, which character? Oh, the hairspray guy.
1: Yeah, the I mean, oh, um, um yeah. is it hairspray or the one or is it shampoo? The one with um what's the older actor? everyone thinks it was a handsome and I'm like, I don't see it. Um uh um, how do, uh What's this? I think it's shampoo. Is it shampoo? Yeah, shampoo. Uh, what's his name? Everyone thinks he was handsome, and I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> this, like, this happens to you a lot. Uh, I'm looking at him. Uh, Warren Beatty. Duh. Uh, Warren Beatty. His character is based on Yeah, I'm in agreement. By the Seabury. way, he's, yeah. he's
0: talented, but I'm like, mm, I don't get I it. I'm might like, kick maybe you out like, of bed. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. Mm.
1: Anyway, but yeah, Sebring is uh, that character oh. that Warren Beatty plays is based on Sebring.
0: I did yeah. not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and also Frykowski's girlfriend, Abigail Folger, Folger, like, you know, Folger Coffee, like her. Um, also, William Gerritsen was a property caretaker and his friend Stephen Parrot. So Polanski was in Europe. He wasn't at home, but everyone else that I just mentioned was there. So, so Tex cleans a telephone pole near near the entrance gate and cuts the phone line to the house. Parrot was leaving, ran into Tex, and Tex kills him.
1: No, he was what eighteen? He was a kid. Yeah,
0: he was a kid. He was a teenager. Ugh. Um, and then Tex enters through a window and lets in the women from the through the front door. So, on his direction, on Tex's direction. Susan phone Tate Folger and Sebring, with uh, some of the other women's help, force them to the living room. So Tex ties Tate and Sebring together by their necks with a long nylon rope which he brought. This is like gross. You can like fast forward if you need. Yeah. To.
1: Trigger warning. Uh. Yeah.
0: Trigger. 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 I'm gonna like kind of like sum it up here. Um. They all died. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. With- that's
1: good. But after they killed them, what did they write on the walls? And then,
0: so... (laughs) So, okay, wait, where is my... Okay, there I am. According to text, I'm going to tell you what they wrote on the walls. So Charles Manson had said, uh, leave a sign, something witchy. That was in one of the testimonies. Something witchy. And so Susan, not being very clever and remembering the other thing that was written on the wall, wrote pig... On the front door in in blood, like to once again a- try to play put the blame on the black panthers, yeah, who don't know these people exist, and also i the
1: the fact that they were trying to blame these murders, these brutal murders, they killed a pregnant fucking woman, yeah, along with three other people, and they tried to find the, the the Black Panthers, but I'm like, these people are so dumb. Now you know no black person is up there mm-hmm. in the middle of like it's it's above Beverly oh, Hills.
0: Yeah, it's like in, in the
1: hills, in the hills, in the dark, walking Mm-mm. around. Yeah, ain't you no know black people up there, and if they were, they would have been <laughs> stopped long time before they even got all the way up there. Like, <sighs> like it's just it, it's just
0: insane. Okay, so then the next night, essentially, they go to the home of. Uh, people Leno and Rosemary Labianca, you know, and do the whole thing again, and they did not yeah. survive. It's very sad.
1: Yeah, because they were okay. upset that uh, no one had blamed the Black Panthers yet. I know <laughs> they were
0: like, "What?" So yeah, and Charles was like, "We botched it. Let's try this shit again." Um. So the same night that on August 10th, he then drove uh, Linda Casabian, Susan, and one other woman. To, um, they went to Lebanese actors. Home, Lebanese actor Saladin N- Nader, I think you'd say. I think
1: it's Nader. I think so.
0: Um, they went to his home, and he he dropped them off and was like, "Go murder." Um, and according to records that I that I saw, Linda actively took them to a different apartment uh, to wake a stranger, so as not to have to yet again be part of bad things um so they didn't uh kill him thank god but listen charles dropped them off said go kill him and then drove home by himself he left every single person alone after this ridiculous display of inhumanity like they had to hitchhike their way home yeah um before she left, however, she did decide to take a number two on the stairwell. I don't know if you saw that.
1: Ew. Gross.
0: Very gross. She's very Ew. gross. And also she murders people. Um, <laughs> so on August 16th, 1969, the police raided Spawn's ranch in connection with auto thefts. The charges were later dropped and everyone was released. Soon after that, they left Spawn Ranch for Barker Ranch, which was another isolated location. However, the authorities were like, yeah, that does feel right. So they raided the new location, in October 1969. Uh, and then they got arrested again on auto theft charges. Just after that arrest, another member of the group implicated Susan in the Hinman murder, and she was charged with the crime. Mm. So... While she was in jail, she made some friends. Isn't that nice?
1: Murder and bitch.
0: Exactly. So there are two middle-aged career criminals, Virginia Graham and Veronica Ronnie Howard, to whom she confessed her participation in the Tate-LaBianca murders. She essentially told them that she stabbed Tate and tasted her blood. Okay. Okay. So they reported her statements to the authorities. This, combined with information from other sources, led to the arrests of both her and the others that were involved in the Tate-Lambianca murders, which was uh, Krenwinkel, Kasabian, Tex, and someone else, Ben Houghton. I haven't gone into everyone, because there's a lot of people. Yeah, it's
1: very complicated. Like There's plenty of documentation on this. but Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm trying to stay focused on
1: her. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, And these two middle-aged career criminals later received the bulk of the $25,000 award offered by Roman Polanski for solving the murder case.
1: Oh, good for them. Right? Because this bitch I is mean, bragging about killing a bunch uh, of people and a pregnant lady yep. and, a, and a fetus. Because I've,
0: from what I've heard, like, there are there are tiers of criminals. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, of course. You can rob a store. You can't murder a child. You know, like, it's like, ooh. So
1: and I know if tell me if, if this is right and if you found this in your research, I know people were saying, oh, they were high. They were, you know, and yeah. I, OK, I get that. And they're young and they're wild and feral, basically. But like if you were engaged in that when you were high or something, but if you have any kind of conscious afterwards when you sobered up, you'd be yeah. like, this is terrible. Like, but also what did I do?
0: Most people I know have gotten high. And not and murder they somebody. Would never commit murder whilst no. doing so. Like I I honestly it's a way of doing these awful things and feeling okay about it, not mm. the other way around. Mm. Getting high is not going to make you commit murder.
1: Mm. Good point.
0: You know? No, like I I don't think like, if
1: I ever got high I would be. You know stabbing when your girlfriend brutally. is like, right? Brutally stabbed. I mean, I, I do that sober. It just depends on who needs to be stabbed. But, you know, I, I mean, not I innocent that. people. No, like, no. Hanging out in their house, minding their own fucking business. hmm Exactly.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I don't buy it. And if you're going to put yourself on that level and be constantly sort of drugged and allow yourself to do that in order to follow this person you're obsessed with and to do what they tell you to do, which includes murder, like, I'm going to blame you for the whole thing.
1: So can you imagine you did this and then this motherfucker takes you out the next night and just leaves you on the this PCH right? or wherever the fuck he left right? them and was mm-hmm. like, find your way home.
0: Yep. But and brainwashing like, is effective. I, I mean, mean,
1: it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. But it doesn't mean if even if you're brainwashed, it doesn't mean that you're innocent of your actions.
0: I listen, you've got to people come from all kinds of places and they don't all commit murder, you know? Yeah. Like Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So the uh, the testimony of these two women were was corroborated by extensive forensic evidence. And also Linda Kasabian she was the one person that I'll mention her real quick. She didn't they're pretty sure she didn't do she was like just a lookout. Now listen, you shouldn't look out. You should run to the cops. I'm not. Yeah, I think she was the
1: one that was like horrified. Like, oh my god! Like she,
0: she says she like froze basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. So,
1: but not Susan. Susan was like was in it with Gusto. This bitch.
0: She did not Mm -mm. freeze. So she agreed to testify for the prosecution in exchange for the state of California not seeking the death penalty against her. So she appeared before a grand jury and she provided extensive testimony concerning the events on both August 8th and August 9th. Um, when she was asked if she was willing, knowing she was not being given immunity um, and she might incriminate herself, she responded, quote, I understand this and my life doesn't mean that much to me. I just want to see what is taken care of. Okay. Oh, so okay. Wait, this is this is a little bit weird, and I'm wondering if you know more about this. So her grand jury testament, testimony was lurid. It was very detailed. Um, she told them who she stabbed, how she held people down. She had they there was pleading, and she responded with. Quote, woman, I have no mercy for you. This is all in her testimony. Um, and she told the grand jury that her words were intended to reassure herself. Cool. Okay. I feel so bad for you, honey. I don't, actually. I don't feel bad for her at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and she then not den- She She also denied her statements about tasting blood. But it was, like, too little, too late, girl. Um And then right before the trial, she reputed her grand jury testimony in a written statement filed with the court, and she discontinued her cooperation with the prosecution. So as a result, the state of California sought the death penalty in her case. Mm. She says that she did that because, quote, Manson sent his followers to suggest that it might be better for me and my son if I decided not to testify against him. Mm. So... Yeah. And it's a little there's still a debate about the exact details and how you accurate her testimony is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um the prosecutor Vincent Bulgliosi wrote a book Helter Skelter and he wrote that he viewed her testimony as quote substantially truthful uh, and but also a few omissions concerning the events of the second night.
1: Mm. So Okay.
0: Uh, and I think this is like the only good news I have for you. Her parental rights were terminated once she was convicted of the murders. Um, and no one, I don't know if this is good or bad, but no one in her family assumed responsibility for the child. But he was adopted and renamed. Aww. And she had no further contact with him. And I actually think that's the best thing that could happen to this kid, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. it's
1: hard, it's awful, but it's an awful situation. And we're assuming that the child, I mean, they say it's not Charles Manson's, it's, but I mean, it's part, it's, yeah. It yeah, is yeah that you imagine Charles you Manson. doing your ancestry and you, you trace oh, it back, shit, you're like, right? what?
0: Yeah, some people should stay away.
1: You're like, oh, he, oh no. I <laughs> mean, but yeah, um, yeah, not only yeah. that baby in that mess.
0: I mean, right? So she claimed that Quote, Mm -hmm. Manson told us that we were going to have to get on the stand and claim we had deliberately and remorselessly, and with no direction from him at all, committed all the murders ourselves.
1: What a fucking coward.
0: And, right, he a little bitch. Yeah, he he was definitely a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So throughout the trial, her and her Mm co-defendants attempted to disrupt proceedings, uh, and they were noted for both their lack of remorse... And their lack of concern for their own fate. They sang Manson penned songs while being led to the courtroom. He like wrote them music to sing. Okay. Yeah. This is why
1: uh. I don't believe when she's like, oh, he threatened me. It's like, no, you were doing this with a lot of gusto, girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um,
0: so all four defendants were sentenced to death on March 29th, 1971. Uh, she was transferred to California's new women's death row on April 1971. So after the Tate LaBianca trial, she was convicted then for the Hinman murder. She pleaded guilty at this point. She. Uh, I don't know she contradicts herself a lot. She testified that she hadn't known him that she hadn't known he was to be robbed or killed, although she then later uh, wrote an autobiography in which she contradicts herself. So,
1: yeah. You know, you know, it's also like she was very young when this happened. And it's just like when you're, you have life in prison and, you yeah. know, depending on the state, it's not just 20 years, it's like 150 years or whatever. Um, and you're on death row. Like you have a lot. You're 18 when this happens, right? Yeah, 18 about through 18, 20 18, when you're going yeah. through. Then you hit about thirty, thirty-five, and you're like, "This, I'm a Jeff, for this motherfucker." And then you start yeah. like re- reassessing, and then you start making excuses for your actions, and then you start, you know what I mean? Like you go you, through a you, lot you of things. Cha- you
0: change your narrative in your head, and I mm-hmm. do believe that you start to believe that changed
1: narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. because um, no one ever believes that they're an awful, terrible person. Like, they believe I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm being powerful. I'm protecting myself. And nah, nah, nah. we're like, yeah, I have a right to do this. No one is like, oh, I'm evil. You know, they're twisting the mustache or, or right. the hair or whatever. Like, you know, but yeah. they were so young. And I mean, one could say that because she was so young, she didn't really quite understand. Uh, even uh... though she understood that they murdered four people. Well, four people and a child and an unborn child. Um. But- that Listen. was something that she had to make peace with because yeah you did that shit you did that shit girl like
0: I mean there's something I don't know if the word is off that I'm thinking of but there's yeah, something yeah yeah off to be able yeah to even function knowing that you did that and on purpose yeah Even if you were on drugs, even if you had a bad childhood, I just, yeah, I'm, you know, looking for my empathy card and I can't find it.
1: I mean, didn't we do Tina Turner, who was abandoned by both her parents? Yes. And she went on and became like
0: like a superstar, like, so. And a kind superstar and a giving and a generous.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So she arrived on death row April 23rd, 1971, but her death sentence was automatically commuted to life in prison the next year following California Supreme Court's People versus, versus Anderson decision, which invalidated all death sentences oppo- uh, imposed in California prior to 1972. Oh. So in 1977, her autobiography, in which she goes in and out of truth, is my guess, she, I mean, that's alleged. I don't know, but it's a solid right. guess. Uh, the name of the book is Child of Satan, Child of God, in which she recounted the time spent with uh Manson and the family and her religious conversion to born again Christianity, uh, along with her prison experiences. So mm. she found the Lord in prison. Cute. Um, it's a little a little too late. Okay. Um, she married twice while she was in prison.
1: What? Yeah. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa whoa, mm. whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. This bitch mm-hmm. killed four yeah. people and an unborn child. Yes, yeah, she did. She did that. Yeah. Was part of Charles Manson's quote-unquote uh-huh. family. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she managed to get married twice while being incarcerated? Yes. Yes, she did. What the fuck am I doing wrong? Hinge. <laughs> I want my money back. Okay. I'm gonna.
0: I'm gonna explain who she married, and maybe it'll oh. paint a picture it's a well, little there's that.
1: Okay. There's that.
0: Okay. So first, she married a lovely gentleman named Donald Lee Leisure on September 2nd, 1981. She became Leisure's 35th wife. Mm.
1: Oh God! Oh God! It gets worse. Okay. But
0: uh, they did divorce because he. He wanted to marry someone else late. Yeah, again. So
1: 35th. What, how old
0: is yeah. this man? I don't know. But he then went on to number 36. So, I mean, okay. Cause that's, that's listen, after 10, why are you marrying that man? After five, I mean, why are you marrying that man? You know, he's I had five we've... wives, don't marry that man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I mean I and I joke about I was making the joke about hands because I mean we all know you can marry and yeah. you can get married. It's like who you sure. marry is the important thing, yeah. right? Like Do you want to be married to that man? That's the question. Exactly. Thirty fifth, what damn. Yeah. People got
0: a lot yeah. of time on their hands. Like Listen and like listen, getting married is not
1: free. I was gonna say that's
0: exhausting and, and expensive. To the state, you know? And then, you know, you need to like Although, I, I mean, obviously here there was no honeymoon, right? Right. Um, so then she married again in 1987 to James W. Whitehouse, a graduate of Harvard Law School who was 15 years her junior and had represented her at her 2000 and 2005 parole hearings. Whoa,
1: oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> You're fucking kidding me, right? I am not. She married a mm-hmm. young, hot thing. Yes, she did. With a Harvard Law degree. Harvard Law School. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I need to get my my uh, cougar lady life on, huh? I'm doing it wrong, wrong.
0: I'm going to say this. I don't want you to marry James W. Whitehouse. <laughs> if he proposes, say no. No, you make yeah. poor life choices.
1: I suspect not everybody who goes to Harvard. Uh, is impressive. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. This is a good
0: example of that, I think.
1: Oh god. A lesson
0: learned, if you will. Um and he maintained a website dedicated to her legal representation. that's a romance right there.
1: Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> is a grifter. Okay. Yeah, that, that he's taking her
0: money. Um and other so
1: donations. Be- and other, and
0: lots of donations, I'm sure. A yeah, of, yeah. You know, I
1: mean, allegedly, as, allegedly,
0: allegedly, they love each other so much. Okay, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. perfect marriage. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's like where where's the where's the hallmark movie of this? Um, I'm sh- I mean I'm sure it's coming. Um, between and I will I'm sure I'll watch it. Okay, <laughs> between 1976 and 2009 she was denied parole a total of 13 times. So prior to her 2009 parole hearing, the website that he maintained, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, claimed she was paralyzed over 85% of her body and unable to sit up or be transferred to a wheelchair. So she she had been sick. She I didn't go into detail, but every time she was up for parole and she wanted compassionate leave, uh, family members showed up and said no and and said she's married and my daughter is dead no she can't leave she can die in jail like rotting that's fine um i mean i get it yep yeah like don't murder it's a bad idea um in april 2008 it was revealed that she had been hospitalized for more than a month with was first an undisclosed illness and then it turned out to be terminal brain cancer and her left leg had been amputated. So on September 24th, 2009, she died at the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla, which is a city I've never heard of, but I like the name of it. Chowchilla. Her husband, James Whitehouse, subsequently released a statement saying that, quote, her last whispered word was amen, end quote. Mm. And that is Susan Atkins. Wow.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a
0: lot. I'm tired.
1: <laughs> I know, I mean... Right, she did a lot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also a testament and a cautionary tale, like... Yeah, Um. you know, you know, like be careful who you uh, hang around with a don't murder B. Yeah. Yep. Um. And it, when you have a chance to make amends like at the trial, do that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, you know, I just I, I don't know, like I can't put a finger on it. I'm not a therapist or psychiatrist or anything like that, but I'm I'm going maybe they shouldn't live in society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe she did. And I'm glad that she wasn't able to keep her child because also it sounds like and also can you imagine their family members like she made money from that book or she was trying to make money from that book. That's why she wrote it. Yeah. And and
0: she never like what I'm getting is that she just converted to a religion. Yeah. From the religion of Charles
1: Manson. I'm
0: really sorry. I did yeah. so wrong, you know. From what I'm gathering, it wasn't so much about remorse, right? You know, I, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, tell me, yeah, I'm
1: wrong. yeah, we could be wrong, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. But I didn't. I didn't find it when I looked for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But wow, Susan Mm. Atkins. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's a good one. Because, you know, again, there's a lot of information on Charles Manson. There's way too much information on Charles Manson (laughs) and the Manson family. Uh, But it's interesting to hear it from uh, particularly one of the notorious women's points of view, because I think a lot of people will tell it from Linda Kasavian's point of view, because she she seemed to have remorse, whereas Susan was one of the ones that didn't really seem to have much remorse. And they were she's one of the ones that were in the 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 courtroom acting out, being yes. disruptive. And
0: and that's, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, I didn't mention it before, but that was one of the things that um, uh, one of the fathers, and it was Sharon Tate's father, I don't remember, I'm sorry, um, had said when she was up for one of the paroles, she said, I remember, he said, I remember 30 years ago, um, you waltzing in here, giggling and laughing, and my child is dead right now. So no, I yeah. don't care what your situation is. Like, like that they were sort of known for that. They were just yeah. like having a good time,
1: uh, yeah, having a uh-uh. good time and reveling in, you know, yeah. It's wow! Thank you for yeah. that. Like that You're is welcome. a good one. Uh-huh. Um, that She's is a, a good lady. one. Yeah, notorious. This, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Um you yeah, wow <laughs> <laughs> do you it's need just, a minute Lovetta? <laughs> oh man like it i mean again like when i i heard the uh because again i'm i'm like charles he has a swastika carved into the middle of his mm. forehead i'm hard pass hard hard yeah. pass yeah um, also like
0: when you see his face and you're like yes i'm gonna like immediately not like you
1: you know what i'm saying like yeah, and he when you when you fight. So I was never interested, right? And then when I found out about it, I was like, "So this fucker was a failed musician, mm-hmm. and he came to L.A. and because he couldn't get a record deal, he got yeah. mad at all the rich people, and yeah. so he decided he wanted to kill a bunch of rich people and then blame it all on black people. Fuck yeah. him forever. Yeah. Like and like, that's,
0: I want to say fuck his followers forever. I
1: like I want to say that cause like, and listeners, mm-hmm. I what I just said is exactly what it was. It was, it's not more complicated than that. Yeah. He's not some like great genius.
0: No. He's a,
1: a barely literate. So say he was dumb, honestly. Like racist mm-hmm. who grew up, you know, he was abused. Yes, of course. Um. He, but he basically had heard, oh, if I go to LA, somebody give me a record deal. If I seem yeah. cool, he comes out here and because he can't, he doesn't succeed. And 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 mind you, he hooked up with, like, some of the Beach Boys, like, and they actually gave him an opportunity to but come in. This. this motherfucker wouldn't even practice. He yeah, just thought because he looked cool, he should become the next Jim Morrison. Lavetta. I've been in shows
0: with people like that. It's frustrating. They it's never so, learn their lines.
1: And so can you imagine? But I, I mean, and again, this is about her and not him. But, like, when I heard but that, I was just like, this idiot like yeah but stupidity hate Mm -hmm. and violence is a terrifying mix yeah yeah
0: and I mean he must have been somewhat charming everyone thought he was Jesus for a minute like
1: well you know um and that's part of the the podcast that I heard it was talking about like just the cultural shifts in uh in American society then and how and what sort of open up briefly a way for him to kind of get into, uh, yeah. get access to certain people in Hollywood that was like the 60s kind of opened up culturally and kind of like broke down like social norms in a way. And like for every hippie that's like, it's all peace and love. Like, let's just get along. There's was like, oh, it's all peace and love and drugs and let's steal and da-da-da-da. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like... <laughs> it's like so, you, went, you went too far. What yeah, happened? but then like you said, I mean, a lot of people come up in difficult situations and Susan could have chosen... You know, even if she found herself in that situation.
0: I mean, Linda Kasabian, I I was looking up her and she she was like, oh, no, no, no. She was like, can I get out of here? Yeah. Like,
1: let me get the hell out of here. So um, a few of them from the family. uh, It's so funny when you said family. It reminded me of uh, I saw uh, the new Fast and the Furious is out. And uh, what is it? Fast and the Furious 25th? I don't know which one 27,
0: something like that. 42? That- Their whole thing
1: is like, we're family. It is yeah. like, that's always a good okay, thing. I'm going to walk away next time
0: someone says that to me.
1: <laughs> yes, well, but thank you. I mean, that is fascinating because I've never heard it from any of the women's point of view. So Yeah, it's
0: so interesting.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. That wraps it up for our latest episode of Notorious Women Podcast. Remember to follow us on all the things. Um, and also to uh, subscribe. Write us a five-star review. Pretty please. Share. On top. Mm-hmm. Get the word out there to all your friends and family. And again, we always say it and we mean it because it's very simple. Just copy the link and send it to your friend that you if think you might be interested. If you go to the
0: podcast and the three dots at top, just click it and it'll say send and you can just click send and then like to send away to like whoever.
1: Yeah. So copy listen, link sometimes or
0: people need very specific rules like me. I need I mean, that.
1: People are busy. I get it. And so if you send them a link and they can just click on it in their text or their email, you're like, yeah, let's do this. And so they're <laughs> like, huh. Um, and then also, if you want to support us, um, you know, and you want to just, you know, Help us ladies out. Help out the podcast. We would appreciate everything. You can do that for as little as $2 a month over at Patreon.com. You can also do a one-time donation. Uh, we appreciate the moolah always uh, because, you know, we're not really getting rich off of this quite yet. No, like, not yet.
0: It's not happening. I don't know why. It's, it's like,
1: uh, I mean, we, we love our listeners, the ones that we have. We do. But, I mean, we always could use more. Um, listen man.
0: if we make money if this podcast we can do other podcasts too I have ideas
1: oh I got a lot
0: of ideas it, it, it involves no,
1: I know that uh, <laughs> 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 but you can do that at patreon.com slash notorious women that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash notorious women and Merritt's going to tell you other ways you can hey. get t- in contact with us or support the show
0: so, we also have an Instagram page. Come to our Instagram page. Come, children. Just kidding. Um, I just quoted something and I just became my husband by just quoting something randomly. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes. So, our Instagram is Notorious Women Podcast. It's very easy to find and it's a lot of fun. Um, and you can DM us there. But you can also email us at NotoriousWMPod at gmail.com. com.
1: we'd love to hear from you. Yes, we would. And all right, guys, on that note, we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.